When I look around this room, I can't help but wonder, is Ozempic right for me? Welcome back. That's Jimmy Kimmel, who sparked laughter there at the Oscars not too long ago when he referenced one of the weight loss drugs uh, that's taken Hollywood by storm. Ozempic, of course, has surged in popularity after becoming the first drug, uh, one of the first drugs uh, proven to aid weight loss. Now, there's a big problem, of course, for people dealing with type 2 diabetes who use Ozempic as well to manage their blood sugar and reduce their risk of heart problems and other complications. I mean, after all, the main reason for manufacturing Ozempic in the first place was to help people dealing with type 2 diabetes. Now, the drug acts like a hormone in the brain, which causes people to feel less hungry. And of course, that slows the clearing of food from the stomach, uh, leading to weight loss. Many celebrities have used Ozempic, uh, from Mindy Kaling uh, to uh, many others. Uh, and it is a huge, huge um, uh, drug that people use now for weight loss and for the issue of dealing with type 2 diabetes, but it's become a huge issue for the BC government because it's taking steps to ensure diabetes patients in the province continue to have access to Ozempic. Uh, To date, now, BC has not experienced any shortages of the drug, but the government said today that PharmaNet data indicates that an unusually high percentage of Ozempic is being purchased by U.S. patients from BC pharmacies. Joining me now to talk a little bit about Ozempic is Adrian Dix, BC's Minister of Health. Minister Dix, thanks for joining us. Happy to be on the show, Jeff. Uh, How challenging was the issue of Americans and cross-border purchases of Ozempic that you had to come in and uh, to raise this issue and to protect the supply? How bad had it gotten? Well, it's an issue that we've been monitoring. And when I raised when we extended PharmaCare coverage uh, for Ozempic for people with type 2 diabetes in January, at that time, about 9% of our uh, dispenses in British Columbia went to U.S. residents, about 9%, which was a lot higher than the average. Typically, it's 0.4%. So that's 22 times higher in January. That number has now increased to uh, 15% of all dispenses, and 19% of the of patients who received the drug uh, uh, by a pharmacy being U.S. residents. So a lot more U.S. residents are getting uh, Ozempic from B.C. pharmacies. And more, more significant than that, when you think of that, 19%, and it's usually 0.4%, that's a lot more. But of those dispenses, uh, the 15,000 to 700 dispenses I talked about, 13,100 of them were issued at two BC pharmacies. So this was two clearly internet pharmacies that were doing most of the dispensing to U.S. residents. And 95% of those prescriptions, almost all of them in other words, were, came, came, were written by one or more prescribers who identified themselves as doctors from Nova Scotia. So those are all the elements of that there, that we really have a, small, a couple of uh, few doctors or one doctor in Nova Scotia, we're not sure the number who are prescribing through a BC pharmacy and having Ozempic sent to the United States. This is a, a, a drug in hot demand, and we can discuss the reasons why it's in such hot demand that include massive advertising and a lot of buzz around the drug for off-label uses, principally weight loss. But uh, we need that drug for British Columbians, and we don't have enough Ozempic in BC to cover the entire U.S. market uh, for people who might want, uh, might want our Ozempic. Well, there's no doubt uh, this particular drug, Zempic, uh, has gained uh, much mainstream um, 
interest. In fact, I think Jimmy Kimmel made a joke about it uh, among celebrities at uh, this year's Oscars. Um, I guess the the, the question here uh, is, how is this allowed to happen that a doctor in Nova Scotia can prescribe uh, this particular drug through an internet pharmacy in British Columbia, and we as taxpayers in British Columbia, and those most importantly, those who need Ozempic for diabetes, um, are on, aren't able to access uh, this very drug. Uh, is there a, a loophole in the system that we can, beyond just trying to restrict how much can be sold to people outside of Canada, is there, other, is there a broader issue that we have to look at when it comes to internet pharmacies? Well, well two points. One is uh, we want people, we want, for example, Jazz, if you were to go back to Ontario and you had a regular prescription for something, we, we'd want you to be able to fill it in Ontario. Right? So we don't want um, more restrictions. We want more common sense here. In this, in this case, um, uh, th- there is obviously a process of prescription. It's hard to write you know, 11,000 prescriptions for all drugs in a couple of months, never mind for one drug by a one small uh, one doctor or a small group of doctors from Nova Scotia. So what we want is to ensure when there's a shortage of supply of a drug, as there may be in the case of Ozempic, there isn't right now, but there may be in the future. We want to be able to restrict that so that British Columbians have access to it. It's not an issue of taxpayers, because obviously these are this is sales to the United States, so these aren't taxpayer-funded sales, but access to the drug matters. And uh, if uh, patients with type 2 diabetes need Ozempic in BC, we want to make sure that there's adequate supply here. And that's why we work with the drug company. But we can't allow, surely, the mass exporting of a drug intended for people in British Columbia to go on in this way. So we have to take some actions to make sure it doesn't happen. Do you think this is temporary? This, um, you know, these things are fads sometimes when it comes to weight loss. One uh, product becomes a... Uh, very popular for a short period of time, and then uh, something else comes becomes popular. Or do you think because of what Ozempic does, which is um, help people lose weight, that this is one this is going to be an ongoing challenge? Well, it's, it's first of all in Canada, it's a type two diabetes drug, and it helps reduce blood sugars and helps with type two diabetes, right? Mm-hmm. And so there are a significant number of people in BC in the hundreds of thousands with type two diabetes. And the number of people since we changed the rules to, to cover more people increased in, uh, in uh, two months by about 25% in BC. The Ozempic has been found to, in our clinical analysis to be a drug that really helps people. And if you talk to endocrinologists, they'll tell you the same thing. But this is a drug that's going to be here now and into the future for type 2 diabetes. The side effect of weight loss which is not advertised directly. If you look at Canadian advertisements, which are more generic advertisement, just promoting the name of the drug, and American advertisements where they flash on the screen, your weight loss potential with the drug are different. But we see, you know, King and Como and Cairo and all the American Seattle stations and CNN and other stations here in, in British Columbia, right? So it has an impact on us. Mm-hmm. But I think the drug is here to stay. And this may not be the only drug for which this occurs. So we want to make sure that, of course, when Americans visit us, for example, that they have the right and they got an Olympic prescription, they have the right to get that drug because, you know, we want that when we go to, you know, uh, Seattle or something for a trip or to Spokane or to somewhere for a trip. So we want that. But we want to make sure that this this operation, which appears to uh, significantly export our supply of a particular drug, isn't possible. Uh, It's not going after the, the individual patient, but it's going after really a scheme that seems to be intended 
to um, to take advantage of problems in the American market for Ozempic by using our market. Uh, are other provinces dealing with the same situation, or is this specific to British Columbia? Well, I don't know, but but there is a federal role here because obviously this deals with jurisdictions across the country and a role for other provinces. So we've raised this obviously um, with um, our my uh, our colleagues in Nova Scotia. So we've been in touch obviously with Nova Scotia, and we are also writing to all the other health ministers. Um, this may be, at the moment, a particular BC problem, but it may move to other provinces should, for example, we take the action I'm talking about. Right? So I, I think that um, I think it's important that we have a, a Canadian approach to these issues, and we'll be working with other provinces to see that. But we're not waiting for that. We're taking action in BC to ensure that, uh, that, the, that uh, type, patients with type 2 diabetes in BC have access to this drug. Uh, do you find that the drug works? And I, I'm not asking you as a, as a medical professional because you're not a doctor, but you certainly uh, have in the past talked about uh, dealing with diabetes yourself. Um, uh, do you find that it, uh, it it has been helpful for those who do take it for that reason? Well, the endocrinologists who wrote to me, I think about 18 of them, mm-hmm. before we provided what's called second-line coverage under Pharmacare and asked for that coverage, for their patients, they strongly think that. I don't have any expertise in the matter. I have type 1 diabetes, so I take insulin. That's mm-hmm. my, uh, that's the drug I, I require, and I take that. I don't take the type 2 dr- diabetes drugs, which have a different effect on the body and are dealing with really um, different issues. But uh, this drug has, uh, I think, shown itself to be effective. It's why we cover it uh, in, by Pharmacare, and uh, I think it's one of a number of drugs that's improving the treatment and the overall outcomes of people with type 2 diabetes. So uh, I, I think the drug um, uh, serves a real and important purpose. But, uh, but there is a challenge sometimes when drugs develop, um, you know, uh, secondary uh, results or use for off-label use. Sometimes that can be positive, of course. Uh, and we've seen this many times. Uh, I can refer to drugs like Lucentis that end up being used for other things. But I think that uh, I think in the case of uh, Ozempic, our focus is type 2 diabetes and the care it provides for type 2 diabetes. And there's lots of interest. Um, it's been mentioned by Kim Kardashian. You can't watch a Raptors game right now without them putting Ozempic on the court. You know, there's Hudson's Bay and Ozempic, I think, that are on the court. They're superimposed on the court as advertising. Um, you can't watch uh, a hockey game without seeing it on the sideboards, I think, these days. And, of course, it's probably the most advertised product on TV in the last number of months. I don't have a lot of time to watch TV. I prefer the radio, uh, Jeff. But, uh, but, um, uh, but, uh, but nonetheless, for anyone watching TV, they've heard about Ozempic, that's for sure. <laughs> there you go. I think you're going to be watching a lot of TV over the next few months with the NBA playoffs coming, so uh, that's just my Well, <laughs> I, I'm, the Raptors are only in the play-in game, so I may be so discouraged I don't watch the rest. We'll see. There you go. Well, Minister, thanks for your time. Big issue, important issue. I really appreciate you making time for us today. Hey, take care. Hey, talk to you soon.